Hey everybody, welcome to Honest Conversations, a podcast by young people for young people. Join us for discussions with our peers, testimonies from guest speakers, and a whole lot of truth as we empower you to walk confidently with Jesus and create change wherever you may go. Hey everyone, and welcome to Honest Conversations, a podcast by young people for young people. I'm Dabria, and with me in studio today are Gavin. Hello. And a special guest speaker. I'm going to let him introduce himself and tell us a little bit more about who he is. Well, my name is Brian Larratt, and uh, I was born and raised in Edmonton, and then came to Saskatchewan, attended Bible College at Eston, and then came to Regina and uh, served as an assistant pastor for five years over at the Regina Apostolic Church. During that time, I met my wife, we got married, then we shipped out to Halifax, Nova Scotia, pastored out there for 11 years, beautiful part of the country. Mm -hmm. Then back to Regina, and so we've been pastoring at Gateway since uh, 2000, and we just love it, so. That's who this guy is behind this mask. <laughs> That's awesome. What an honor it is to have you in studio with us today, Pastor Brian. So we're going to get right into it today. We're going to be chatting about young people, church, and unity. And this is something that I'm very excited to talk about, having personal experience and also just being a young person in today's culture and hearing how my young friends are talking about the church. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited to get into this. And so one of the things that uh, really... Uh, hits me is the verse in first timothy where it talks about don't let anyone look down on you because you're young right but set an example for the believers in speech in conduct in love in faith and in purity and so mm-hmm. just to start off this podcast with saying no matter how young you are you know you play an important role and you have purpose you know so getting into this I'd like to ask both of you, um, one Gavin as a younger person in church and you Pastor Brian as having experience in this Careful area now. Pardon? Careful. <laughs> I said having experience. <laughs> wisdom. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> what are some misconceptions young people might have about church? Who can answer me that one? You want to go for that first, oh, Gary? Yeah, I, I will. Well, one of the first things that came to mind uh, with this, and, you know, this is for young adults, but as well as youth, I mm-hmm. think. Um, but a couple of weeks ago, uh, at youth group, one of the youth came up to me because some of the youth that attend our youth group, uh, they were invited by friends and they don't necessarily attend our church on Sundays mm-hmm. and they aren't necessarily Christians as well, but eventually they uh, do come around. But one of the newer kids at our youth group, he said to me, I don't know if I, I would love to be a Christian, but I don't know if I'd be able to follow all the rules. I, I don't know if I can do it. Mm. But like, to be honest, I didn't really have a response to that. Like, I didn't know what to say to him, but like just thinking about it, mm-hmm. um, one of the things uh, now that I've thought about it is that when you first become a Christian, you you don't necessarily right away know, oh, here, I'm just perfect now. I'm following all the rules mm-hmm. in the word of God and, you know, I'm following it properly. That's not what Christianity is about. Christianity mm-hmm. is about learning along the way. You're not just going to get it all right instantly, mm-hmm. but that's the path you want to go because being a Christian is being Christ-like. You're learning right. uh, to be like Christ. So that's mm-hmm. a misconception sometimes young adults, youth mm-hmm. uh, get. Um, but one of the things, uh, like as well, like we all make mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're human because there's times where I've 
done things and I just thought, man, that's not right of me. Mm-hmm. Why am I, why did I do that? And it's like, that's not really in line with scripture or anything. Uh, so like I usually, I go pray about it and I ask for forgiveness and I just say, God, you know what? Help me to be better in that area. But like, as I was saying, a lot of newcomers, like that kid in our youth group mm-hmm. thought, oh, being a Christian, I have to be good instantly as soon yeah. as I become Christian. But that's what you work towards, right? And like, um, I believe it was Psalm 9, 1 verse, or sorry, 119 verses 9 to 10 says, how can a young person stay on the path of purity by living according to your word? I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. And also uh, that last line, do not let me stray from your commands. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would be there if people didn't make mistakes as a Christian, mm-hmm. right? It we ask God to help us not do that, but mm. there are times where we will do that. And I, I believe that's one of the biggest misconceptions a lot of uh, new believers have or just people who aren't believers yet. Mm-hmm. I think that young fellow that's asking about, you know, I don't know if I can handle all the rules. Rules relates more to religion mm-hmm. yeah. than Absolutely. relationship, which we all know mm-hmm. is what Christianity is about. It's really Absolutely. a friendship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the rules will take care of themselves if, if yep. we learn how to walk in love with the Lord. But uh, but again, in answer to that question, misconceptions that young people... I mean, if you interviewed young people on the street downtown yeah, and, and you asked them about church, I think a standard answer you'd get, you know, or at least a common answer you'd get is boring, boring yep. or irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And of course, when you when you do establish that relationship with the Lord... Yeah. Boy, you, you, you should put that one to bed quickly. It's it's not boring. It's anything but boring. It's mm-hmm. very cool to be a Christian. And But I think those are some of the common misconceptions. Yeah, absolutely. I think mm-hmm. one of my top answers would be if I was asked that question of why do I think other people, um, what do they think about church? Yeah, it would be that basically it's not relevant. Like, it's not necessary. You know, like, oh, well, I just... You know, I have my walk with God and I don't need to go to church to prove it. Mm-hmm. You know, just that kind of idea. And it's it's not about proving something. It's about that community. You know, it's about having that fellowship with other people and growing together. And there's so much accountability and encouragement that comes in that. And so I feel like this relates to the next question that we're going to ask you, Pastor Brian. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, why why is there a disconnect of young people from the church happening, especially in today's culture? Um, and again, you're, you're talking about unity between mm-hmm. churches. Mm-hmm. Um, well, for one thing, I guess, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that kind of has, has blocked the path for, you know, connecting and getting together these days in a literal way. But um, I don't think it so much would be if, if, you know, if we're thinking in terms of what, why is there a lack of unity among churches and the young generation from one church to the next I don't think it would be, you know, that there's some kind of a, a doctrinal difference or, hmm. you know, a philosophy of ministry difference from one church to the next. Uh, I think it probably, probably more than anything else has to do with the fact that, you know, churches are doing their own thing and, and they've hmm. got their own programming. And, and sometimes there's just a lack of initiative mm-hmm. on the part of, you know, somebody from one church. I guess somebody's got to start the ball rolling but taking initiative to say, hey, let's get in touch with some of the other churches in town, some of the other young adult uh, fellowship uh, 
you know, in town and mm -hmm. let's see if we can do something together, have a joint activity, a joint something. And like what you guys are doing here, right. you know, I really commend you for this. Mm -hmm. I say good for you, it's, it's terrific. And uh, who knows, maybe there's some other churches represented mm -hmm. in due course of time here. But uh, I, I think that's often what it is. I don't, I don't think anybody intends to put up a wall and say we're not having anything to do with you guys. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's that at all. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just that uh, maybe there hasn't been these initiatives taken mm -hmm. to reach out and say, hey, let's do something together. Right. Mm -hmm. So why would you say that it's important then that there's these initiatives? You know, if, if some people would say, oh, well, if it's not the doctrinal differences, you know, why is it important then to have one church, you know, working with another church to go out there and do ministry? Um, I think there's probably a number of, of practical benefits mm -hmm. uh, and, and no doubt a number of spiritual mm -hmm. benefits as well. I mean, we need one another. Absolutely. Um, and, and I mean, we can, we can get the I need, need you and you need me in the context of our own local church, mm -hmm. but life is a whole lot richer when we reach out and meet some people Absolutely. from some other uh, circles of, of fellowship. And, and, and who knows? I mean, you know, over the years, and I've been in this thing all my life, and there's a lot of times when I've seen somebody that, you know, was kind of looking around in their own church, who can I marry? Mm -hmm. And they haven't discovered their life partner right. in their own circle of fellowship. Mm -hmm. And they've been a part of some kind of program, some kind of an event, some kind of a joint church uh, rally, whatever it might be. And you know what? They met somebody that became their life partner. Hmm. And as a pastor, I stand back and I say, God, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That, you know, there's a practical reason right there why we need one another right across the board. Yeah. I mean, so. I suppose if you're looking for that life partner with someone of faith, right, and you're looking for that person who wants to serve God, yeah, it's really important to not close yourself off to other church initiatives and getting involved. Mm -hmm. I mean, interesting little side story, that is how I met my husband. Um, I was part of a Bible study that um, wasn't designated to one specific church. It was a combination of different youth and young adults from different uh, churches. And we'd meet and yeah, mm. it kind of got a little bit of a name in the city. So when someone moved to the city, they were like, oh, I want to get involved. And yeah, that's how I met my husband. Excellent. And that is a really cool testimony. And so I think that church has a lot of benefits. And I guess to go further, you know, you kind of have to clarify church isn't just the building, right? We are the church. You know, I think sometimes it can be maybe a little off-putting when it seems like, oh, well, it's just a building. I have to be going to a building. Well, why do I have to go to a building to be a Christian? Mm -hmm. You know, and so to understand that these are just, these are just walls. You know, mm -hmm. we are the church, you know, us Christians. And so getting involved in church can look like so many different things. But usually, yeah, we have to meet at a building and there's a pastor and there's a shepherd, you know, and that's really important to put yourself in that place, mm -hmm. you know. And so, you know, I think that there are a lot of benefits. You, you named one of them. Uh, Gavin, do you have any other benefits of, that you may personally experience being involved in church as a young person? Oh, uh, well, just getting to, it's like a second family kind of thing, mm -hmm, like when, yeah. when you get involved in church and you know I grew up in church and uh it kind of just felt like home and that's where I have a lot of friends and pretty much family now as well so that's one of the benefits too of getting involved in uh your church especially at a young age is you really find and you root yourself down and it kind of gives you 
ground uh, and help in your life as well. Uh, church is there to help people. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, if people get meaningfully involved in the, in the church, they are far more likely to stick with the church. Mm, mm-hmm. That's a good point. Uh, because, hey, we're talking about a young generation that, you know, there's been so many that have grown up in the church, and for whatever reason, they find the off-ramp. Yep. And they don't continue on that on that path of being, you know, uh, not only in church but involved in church and and so uh, yeah if we can if we can help people to discover their gifting mm-hmm. and 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 dig in roll up their sleeves yep. get involved meaningful involvement is so conducive to young people becoming young married families and 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 sticking with the church which really means sticking with the Lord. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And any way you slice it, that's a good thing. So mm-hmm. there's something to be said for getting, not, not just getting to church, but getting involved. Right, for sure. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an amazing point. That kind of brings us into the question that I want to ask, you know, what's your response to those who have been hurt or know people who have been hurt um, by division in the church? You know, this is something that is very close to my heart because I've been a church goer my whole life, mm-hmm. you know, um, first generation of solid Christ followers and church was always a big thing. Church was central, it was core. I was involved as early as I can remember and I loved it. And it was such an important part of my life and a lot of my identity was centered around church, mm-hmm. you know, and then I went through some hurtful things and then I had to decide, okay, this, this is my faith because it's my faith, it's not just my parents' faith. You know, went through that whole journey. But then when I was 16, um, you know, suffice to say that some things went on, you know, church leadership and all that in the small church. And we actually got kicked out of this church. Mm. And um, just the grief that came after that, like this was our, our life, our family, you know, those are my friends. And because of some things that were done wrong, you know, by church leadership, you know, there was this hurt and there was the this this these questions mm-hmm. and it was such a major part of like our family life right just shattered us mm-hmm. and so we immediately thank god got involved in a different church and there was so much healing and so much how how can i describe it it was just such a healing bomb to have these people welcome us mm-hmm. and to show the love of Christ, you know, and to go through that experience of healing, you know, from that division in a church, um, you know, gives me a heart for other people who say, well, you know, I, I know people who've been really hurt by the church or I've been really, you know, I've personally been judged by p- the church or whatever, you know, you would hear from mm-hmm. someone. And so, you know, I'm very curious, like as a pastor, I'm sure you've come up against people who have had this kind of saying like well i've been hurt by the church so no i've never heard of this subject really? before <laughs> 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 okay obviously that is a reality yes uh, it is in in uh in the church community and, mm-hmm. and you know the fact is uh, we're living in an imperfect world yep and there is no perfect church no nope. it's a broken planet and there is hurt mm-hmm. and oftentimes you know, things will be said, things will be done. Somebody didn't agree with it. Somebody yeah. got offended. And, and next thing you know, they're nowhere to be seen. And they're, like you said, they're hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're hurt. And, uh, and it's no secret that, you know, across our city, there's, there's lots of people who used to be yeah. uh, very much a part of, of church life. And somehow they've withdrawn. And, and, and perhaps it's true to say that they still very much love the Lord, 
but um, but they've distanced themselves and said we don't need church. And mm-hmm. uh, I guess my simple answer to that, uh, well, you know, what do I say to people who have been through that hurt? Um, I've I've discovered two things for sure to bring my theology right down to very simple terms. Everybody needs the Lord. Yep. And secondly, we need one another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. And uh, we got to be able to connect with others, whether it's small group, whether it's large group setting. We have to find our place mm-hmm. in the house of God. And and I just feel like the Lord has put a real high premium on church. It's his best plan mm. uh, for, for our planet. And uh, so if somebody's been hurt, man... Uh, find a way like like in the case of your family <laughs> yeah uh to be restored mm-hmm. to be healed to get back on that path absolutely of being in fellowship it's just so vital gavin you, you yeah. got maybe some thoughts on that well it, you pretty much hit on the same point i was going for that churches aren't perfect mm-hmm. it, like you know humans attend church humans aren't uh perfect so everyone makes mistakes uh things like that can happen and you know and like Pastor Brown was saying, with the case of your family, you go and you find that healing. Mm-hmm. And the best, I was going to say, the, the best way uh, to find that healing um, is by, like, addressing it to fix it. Like, mm-hmm. go find somewhere where you can get the help. Go find another church where they welcome you, right? And mm-hmm. that's how you can find that healing in yeah. that kind of situation. Absolutely. Or better yet, to be able to... to to find that healing in the context of yeah. of, of the same church without mm-hmm. having to mm-hmm. that too. to uh, you know to take off because that's the ideal really to be Absolutely. able to you know like you said Gavin go and talk to that person you know yep. let's sit down let's hash this out so let's pray together about this let's be reconciled that w- that would mm-hmm. be the best That'd absolutely be ideal, wouldn't it yeah. yeah and and in the context of like that that church that was my family like if there was that opportunity to do that mm-hmm. i thank god that um the healing that's been in my heart i could do that in a heartbeat and yeah. i would do that because they are still my family in christ mm-hmm. you know and i'm yeah. so thankful that because that wasn't an option back then because we did all we could um that the church family we became involved with that welcomed us like i we received a double experience of like that rich church family life, Mm -hmm. like what it was like to truly, for me to truly be around young people who were passionately serving God, not because they were forced to by their parents. Mm -hmm. Like I saw that in action and I saw church leaders who just loved their congregation Mm -hmm. and who just wanted to go out there and serve their community. And I was so richly blessed by that, but I had to put myself in that place of trusting again. You know, I mean, if you're hurt by a person, you don't say, well, Never going to see people again. Never going to talk to people again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're hurt um, in a breakup, you don't say, well, never going to date again. Hopefully that's not your response. <laughs> Maybe for a time. But you have to get to a point where you say, okay, uh, that was one person or that was one situation. I can't label. And that's unfair to label everything the exact same way yeah, because right. of that one experience you had. You know, so I would definitely recommend as someone who's been there, you know, give church another chance. You know, if you've had that bad experience and it's mm-hmm. left a sour taste, you know what? God just wants reconciliation. He wants unity between churches. Give it another chance mm-hmm. because the richness and the blessing and the healing that I experienced after that, like, blew my mind. I was mm-hmm. like, God, like, if I'd closed myself off, I never would have experienced this richness. And it's been amazing. And yeah. so, you know, church isn't perfect because people aren't perfect. Yep. But you know what? Jesus unifies us all. 
And so after the break, we're going to get into a little bit more about how to be active in the church as a young people and what suggestions you have in that area. So we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Hey guys, Andrew here. Enjoying our open, transparent, and honest conversations? Us too. Be sure to never miss an episode by hitting that subscribe button. Honest Conversations, found wherever you get your podcasts. We at Honest Conversations know that the church isn't a specific building, place, or brand, and it actually encompasses the entire body of believers. If you or your church is wanting to get involved in helping build a thriving young adult community, we'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on our socials or send us an email. We want to hear from you. Send us your questions and we'll be sure to include them in our next Q&A segment. Chat soon. Welcome back to Honest Conversations, the podcast. Uh, thanks so much for continuing to listen. We're going to get right back into our topic about young people, church, and unity. And so just before the break, we were just talking about, you know, why young people should get involved in the church and what the response could be to those who've been hurt by the church. And so now we're going to delve into a little bit more of the active side. You know, what are the benefits? What are, kind of roles can young people have in the church? And the Bible verse that really stands out to me is Jeremiah Chapter 1, verses 4 to 8, talks about the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Oh, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only a youth. For to all to whom I send you, you shall go. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. And so this verse just really, I think, gets across the point that, you know, don't say that just because you're young that you're purposeless. You know, you your life has meaning and you have a place within the church body, mm-hmm. within uh, the family of Christ. And so this is, this, I think this is really encouraging, especially during this time if you feel maybe like... Um, you know, with the worldwide situation, it can be easy to feel like, oh, well, you know, I'm forgotten. You know, I don't I don't feel like I'm connecting with people. Maybe my life is purposeless. And so take this as a reminder that no, you have meaning. But getting into the very practical side of this, you know, what are some blessings and benefits that happen when older people and younger people are united in a church setting? Well, I think that when you get the younger generations and the older generations uh, unified, you're going to start seeing progress uh Mm -hmm. in the church because in each generation there are different strengths like each generation has their own strength for example with the younger generations they tend to be more tech savvy they know more about the technology (laughs) side right Mm -hmm. um so you could see we would see like the experiences and knowledge knowledge from each generation being able to meet the needs of those other generations right they'll mix and they'll fill in those gaps that need to be filled in and Mm -hmm. this will help better the community and you'll see progress in the church and uh by progress in the church like i'm talking about like the modernization of churches Mm -hmm. uh which will tend to attract younger generations right Mm -hmm. uh because a lot of there's some churches out there that are still like there's nothing wrong with it uh (laughs) but it's like they're still like you know they just go by the hymn books and they just have the organ up front they don't have like a full band or anything like that and it's kind of more of you just sing the hymns you're not gonna find much of the younger generation in those kind of churches right Mm -hmm. uh so one of the things when you get the mix of both of them 
you're going to see the modernization of churches and it'll tend to just keep developing as the generations go as the years come and it'll just stick with uh, how society's going kind of thing mm-hmm. right it's kind of that unification between what the older generation can bring and what the mm-hmm. younger generation can bring you know and then mm-hmm. training them up and right. and yeah. both can learn from each other right because yes. it says don't despise the youth mm-hmm. but it also says to learn from the elders mm-hmm. so both of those unified are great what about you pastor brian what are some benefits that you've seen in your own well, experience i think that um as church leaders and we're seeing this pretty much across the board in the, in the evangelical church mm-hmm. world, is that, uh, yeah, as ch- church leadership, uh, we really have to address with, with, with our entire uh, church program, we've got to address the needs of the young generation yeah. and, and, and make that our, our, our main focus. We, we, want to, uh, we want to minister to the needs of the entire crowd, yeah. you know, from the youngest to the oldest, but we especially gear our ministry these days to the young generation. And as church leaders, we have to sell that to the senior generation. Yeah. And if we can somehow communicate in such a way that, that our, our seniors are, are like, oh, I just love seeing young people in church. Yeah. Even though the style of music might be not their preference. Yep. Mm-hmm. But they are willing to go with it mm-hmm. because they recognize how important it is that the young generation are having a real experience with Jesus. It's life-changing for them. And of course, it sustains the church. Yep. Because if we don't accomplish that, the church will just grow and old and die together. Yeah. Right? Yep. yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I just think that Gavin is, is right on the money with that, that, that uh, one of the, the huge benefits of the, the old and, and younger generation seeing eye to eye is, is that we, we recognize these young guys, wow, they're on top of things in terms of technology, and yeah. not just technology, but also um, in in communicating, you know, with my generation, how we need to do church, what what we need to uh, what we need to say to to the um, you know the contemporary generation that we're trying to reach mm-hmm. in order to get them in church and 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 make church and Jesus relevant to them. Mm-hmm. So uh, without without the voice of the young people in my ears, um, we uh, you know we'd be doing church old school, <laughs> and that just won't cut it. Yeah. So I really appreciate the young adults telling me, "Hey, Pastor, we need to do this, mm-hmm. and we need to go in this direction." And and so yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But on the other hand, I think there is some experience. <laughs> yep. I think there is some example setting on the part of the the older generation that the, the young ones need. Mm-hmm. And, and so if we can somehow relate to each other in a respectful way, mm-hmm. then we can be an effective church. Absolutely. It's, it's finding that middle ground because I personally, as a young person, have come to the point where I'm like, hey, I don't know it all. And I know there are other people who have been through more mm-hmm. than me. They have more life experience. Maybe they've walked with God longer. And they might just be able to shed some light on things that I'm uncertain about. Yeah. You know, and to have that humility to say, hey, I'd, I'd really like that mentorship that comes when I'm a part of a church that has older generation mm-hmm. who want to, you know, help train up the younger generation but then on the other side of it you know we have that older generation who's like hey we've been doing this this way for so long but i can also learn something from the younger generation mm-hmm. you know when you have that mix like it is it is such a blessing and you know i personally i've learned so much from the older generation 
um, and just because the wisdom that they bring. Right. And then I hope that, you know, maybe we've been able to be a blessing to each other. That's always the hope at the end of the day. Right. And so what are some some practical ways um, that the church, uh, maybe as you guys know it, like today, you know, is empowering people? Or how can we like as young people or as a pastor, as part of a church, how how can we actually empower other people? Well, I think one of the ways is like, uh, you know, like churches have connect groups and especially with Mm -hmm. young people, like having a young adult connect group where they can have other young adults uh, that are, you know, have the same experiences as them that are walking in faith with them. But also uh, like we were talking about where the older generation is able to uh, like get in touch with the younger generation to be able to show them uh, and teach them their experiences, give them their wisdom that they have so the younger generation can uh, grow in their faith and develop, help develop the church, right? But yeah, one of the things that churches do to empower, uh, especially the younger generation, is being able to connect them with mm-hmm others that are also in the younger generation and in the yeah. same faith but also at the same time the older generation yeah. which has that experience for them mm-hmm. absolutely i think it's also really valuable when we recognize some of these young adults and and see uh leadership potential in them mm-hmm. that we are able to 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 call them out and say hey listen we we see in you uh leadership uh stuff mm-hmm. and, and uh and and then kind of raise them up and mentor them and and uh, give them uh, a place of responsibility mm, and, mm-hmm. and and not just taking on leadership roles either but but if we can help this young generation mm-hmm. whether it's the junior teens or whether it's the you know the young adults if we can empower them to be involved discover some gifting and uh, discover an attitude within themselves to be a servant in God's right. house. Like this young man sitting here, Gavin, mm-hmm. uh, he has taken it upon himself to recruit teenagers to show up at church on Saturday mornings to help clean and prepare the building hmm. for Sundays. Right. And uh, we didn't have to tell him to do that, but he took it upon himself. And, hmm. and he's also taken the initiative in some, some, some other young adult small group type stuff. Mm-hmm. And and uh, to me, that is so good. And, and But to see, you know, some of the young crew showing up to say, I want to help by serving. Mm. You know, not give me, uh, you know, uh, some kind of uh, an advisory capacity position, but yeah. let, let me push <laughs> a, a mop around the floor. Yeah, absolutely. That's powerful. That, that's terrific. Right. But if people are meaningfully involved, like I said before, a far more likely chance mm-hmm. they're going to stick with the church, stick yeah. with the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's the objective, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that basically leads us to the next point, which is like, what areas can young people contribute to? Well, you guys just answered that question. Yeah. You can contribute to every area. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some people who, you know, I mean, I just love the Bible verse where it talks about us being the hands and feet of Jesus. You know, being a, a foot isn't necessarily a very glorious thing, but it gets us where we need to go. Mm-hmm. You know, being hands reaches for people. And so whether you are getting involved in church by showing up and doing the cleaning or whether you're gifted in natural leadership abilities and you take that initiative, you're yeah. you're important because you're contributing to that family. Yeah. You know, and so I think sometimes, you know, uh, 
we kind of we glorify the the positions that are seen in church you know Mm -hmm. and more and more as i've gotten involved in church i have so much respect for the people who are doing things that aren't that aren't necessarily super super glam you know Mm -hmm. that the Mm -hmm. people who are showing up and they're cleaning and they're doing things behind the scenes i just have so much respect and honor for that because they're showing up simply to serve jesus i think that's incredible yeah well like we've been saying that the I think the role of young people is too is to raise them up as Mm -hmm. uh, leaders but also for them to contribute in church because I don't not everyone has the leadership well most people do have a leadership Mm -hmm. ability in them but a lot of them don't necessarily want to lead right Uh, so you have those other things your gifts your strengths that you're talented at where you can serve others uh, because the the main thing is that not all of us are called to lead, but we're all called to serve, right? Mm-hmm. We all have that serving ability, mm-hmm. uh, definitely. But like one of the things uh, God used Timothy uh, to be the pastor in uh, uh, for the Ephesians there at the church, because um, in First Timothy 4.12, it says, don't let anyone, because this is what uh, Paul was saying to Timothy, right? He said, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set an example for the believers in speech and conduct, in love and faith and purity. So God has called the younger generation to get involved, to lead or to contribute wherever they can because they're the future uh, of the church. Mm-hmm. You know, with respect to uh, the issue of unity between the older generation, the younger generation mm-hmm. uh, on the church front, to me, it's a beautiful thing when, when people walk up to the church on any given Sunday, and uh, let's say somebody is middle-aged or, or older, and as they approach the church, uh, hey, there's a teenager mm-hmm. that's at the door to open the door for them and greet them. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and they head into the church, and then there's some other teenagers that are serving, mm-hmm. whether it be you know taking their, their, their kids to uh, look after them in the in the. Sunday school program, or whether it's teenagers that are that are uh, on duty with with one of the cameras, or in the sound room, mm-hmm. or on the on the platform uh, with with music, or what have you, for for these older folks to see the the, the young young generation serving mm-hmm. in church, that's a powerful thing. Oh, absolutely. They love that. I can tell you, they love that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can tell you that too because my grandma um, she she's saved now and when we brought her to church um, we've I've been involved in like multiple like play productions to raise money for Bible camps and that mm-hmm. and my grandma's come and she's like like what are these young people up there doing this thing they're not getting paid you know they're just they're just doing it they're singing so beautiful like all those worship songs are so beautiful led by these young people mm-hmm. and yeah it just blessed her heart so much you know, and I think the one big thing about getting involved in church is you will be blessed by it, but sometimes it's just about being a blessing to mm-hmm. others, you know, and being yep. that hand, those hands and those feet, you know, for Jesus, you know, it's not about getting glory, it's about giving glory, yeah. you know, and based on my personal experience, yes, there will be times where it's not glamorous, you might feel hurt, you know, and you have to work those things out as a family. Mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful thing. There's so much growth there. There's so much growth that can happen in your personal relationship with the Lord and in experiencing this with other people. And so I just would say, like, no matter what, at the end of the day, church 
is Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. Jesus is is what unifies us all, you know, no matter what church you go to, you know, how you praise, how you pray, how you serve, you know, Jesus is that unifying factor. Mm-hmm. So we're getting close to the end of this episode, but I just wanted to ask both of you guys, like, what's a good piece of advice you would have for any young adult that's maybe starting in their walk with Jesus and they just aren't sure where to go from there? Well, as I was saying uh, at the start there with the misconceptions and stuff, how uh, like that one you said he didn't he what he wants to be a Christian but doesn't know if he can follow the rules or just keep in that walk. Like he thinks he'll stray away, right? Uh, one of the pieces of advice is when you're first a believer, just learn. Uh, you're gonna be learning to walk, so you're not gonna know everything instantly. But you're gonna as you keep going, you're gonna develop. Uh, what you need in your walk in Christ, like stay in God's word, learn from his word, mm-hmm. go to church because that's where you learn a lot more. Like you can sit at home and study your Bible, but when you go to church, that's where you get the experiences of others as well as uh, the teachings on Sundays and you get to learn more about the word, right? Uh, other than just mm-hmm. on your own. Mm-hmm. So that that's one of my pieces of advice would be to learn to walk along the way. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah, advice to new believers, um, especially in that young young adult generation or teenage generation. Um, I mean, there's always the obvious answers, of course. That yeah. you know, uh, hey, read your Bible, pray every day, <laughs> and you'll grow, grow, grow. He's even a song, yeah, kids, yeah. Right. <laughs> but um, uh, so yeah, and and I mean that's really valid. Absolutely. Yeah, learn <laughs> to to uh, to develop a, a personal prayer life and. And to get in the word, and, and and so those are, yeah, those are are pat answers. Yeah. But one of the other things that I would really suggest is, get involved in small group ministry, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's not just make sure you get to church on Sunday. As good yeah. as that is, it's not just attending church, but but it's connecting, connecting. Absolutely. You've got to make some some uh, some connections with some other people. Because that's that's where where the uh, that's where the the, the fellowship is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good for us to have a worship experience, uh, take in the word of God when pastor is preaching, but we need to connect with other people, right? Yep. Both in and out of church, and mm-hmm. so uh, I think that's that's really where it's at. It's got to be really relational. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I love what you even opened the episode talking about, you know, the rules are about religion, you know, and when you're in a relationship with Jesus, things just fall into line. Those rules just fall into line, you know. And so at the end of the day, church isn't perfect because people aren't perfect, you know, but church is so vital. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I mean, getting involved in small groups, because church isn't just the building, it's us. We're yeah. the church. Yeah. So going in those places where you can uplift your fellow brethren, um, where you can be encouraged, where you can pray and praise and share, you know, that's going to be full of so much growth in mm-hmm. your walk with God. And so people, people are the real heart of the church and the heart of Jesus, you know. And so uh, at the end of the day, church is is vital. And I think it's wonderful to even go deeper, maybe another episode, you know, into dissecting that. Yeah. Um, but 
I would say that you guys have both brought some really, really great points. And I hope that this episode has encouraged the listeners. And obviously, you guys, if you have any questions more about church, feel free to reach out to Honest Conversations. We have an Instagram page and Facebook, and we would love to get you guys more resources. Obviously, at the end of the day, we're always going to recommend the Bible (laughs) and church, you know, but I know that sometimes these are kind of like the patent answers oh read your bible but we actually want to connect with you guys and we actually want to help you because we're all about uh, forming those relationships and growing so once again shout out to our partner churches here in regina harvest city church and gateway church thanks so much for joining us gavin and pastor brian it's been a pleasure and thanks for hanging out with us listeners see you guys To all of our listeners, thanks for hanging out with us. Check out our website, anchor.fm slash honest-conversations for all the ways to stay connected and be the first to know about new episodes. See you next time on Honest Conversations.